You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. It is time for Game Week 28, and I'm glad in Game Week 27, I captained Harry Kane. another one game week 27 in the books moving on to game week 28 back to back double game weeks in game week 28 and in game week 29 and then we have a blank game week in game week 30 where uh, a bunch of teams are not available to play uh, quickly want to mention that game week 30 there are only four games that are available as of recording. So that's the Wolves game against Leeds, Aston Villa against Arsenal, Leicester against Brentford, Spurs against West Ham. Bringing this up early because that is going to factor into a bunch of conversations, especially around transfers, players to look out for, um, and players to avoid instead of being able to purchase. Unless you have a free hit available to play and you're using that to factor into your mind. Quick thing to mention, as you know, this is now the end game of the FBL season for 2021-2022. Only about, what, 11 games left to go? This is game week 28. So about 10, 10 games, actually, 10, 11 games between game week 28 and game week 38. So um, it's it's about that time where you start getting a little, you know, anxious around your position and holding your rank and making all the last minute moves, things like that. All right, let's get through game week 27 and then we'll come back to game week 28 briefly. Game week 27, stars of the game week, Doherty, 18 points. I can't imagine anyone would have ever captained him. So that's why I wasn't, I don't have any regrets not captaining him at all. Keep in mind, he didn't even play the previous game for Spurs. Uh, he played one of their double in game 26, playing only seven minutes for one point. So to swing all the way to scoring 18 points, the next game against Leeds, I had no regrets and no chance I was going to bring him in. Kane, on the other hand, 11 points. Very, very grateful that I captained him and I moved on, ignored a bunch of um, Burnley players and... Quite frankly, for those who did very well with people who avoided Burnley players. So I'm thinking we might <laughs> do the same thing again in game 28, uh, where we avoid doubles and blanks. Uh, so double gaming players and ignoring single gaming players. So I'm going to capture the single gaming player, but I'll come back to that shortly. First game of the game week, Spurs, Southampton 2, Norwich nil goal from Oreo Romeo and Shea Adams. Shea Adams, quickly, I just want to mention as well, 7.0, the most informed striker over at Southampton. Uh, hasn't blanked in the last four game weeks for Southampton in the Premier League. So that's one to consider there. I think he's the one. If, you're, if, you're, if you've not already brought in Broja, if you have Broja, I think you stick. But if not, if you're trying to go Southampton, um, of course, Shea Adams is the one. But keep in mind, after this double game week in game 28, in game week, in game week 29, they play Watford and Blank in game week 30. So that's three games over the next three game weeks. Of course, if you think about it, it condenses into game week 28. Uh, Norwich just continues to lose. So um, I think they're going down personally, if you ask my opinion. But Norwich do have a double in game week 28, Brentford and Chelsea. I think they lose both in my opinion. But what do I know? Leeds nail Spurs four goals from Harry Kane, Heung-Min Son, Doherty and Klusevsky. want to also mention Klusevsky 6.0. They currently play a game week in game week 28 against Everton, who are one of the worst defences in the league, especially over the last four games. But in game week 29, they have a double against Manchester United and Brighton. They do not blank in game week 30 as well. In addition, they have one more double game week against Arsenal to be announced in the future. So that is part of why Spurs players might be worth bringing into your team. 
the assist column, Harry Kane with another assist. I think quite frankly could have had a hat-trick of, of assists. Um, he had Doherty as well with an assist, Hoiberg with an assist, Sessignon with an assist. Um, and of course, that was unfortunately the end of Marcelo Bielsa, one of my favorite coaches in the league. Unfortunately, his style got him kicked out and Leeds are hoping to have a new manager bounce. Didn't see much of Rafinha in the game. Didn't see much of anything from Leeds in the game. But quite frankly, unfortunate and Bielsa is gone. Next game of the game week, Brentford nil Newcastle 2. Joe Willock being a very, very streaky player, scoring again. So now back-to-back -back games with goals. He hasn't blanked in three game weeks as well. Joe Willock priced at 5.7. The other goal went to Joe Linton, who has now been playing in midfield and seems to be much better there, interestingly enough. Priced at 5.8. Playing in midfield in real life, but in FBL characterized as a striker and priced at 5.8. Joe Fraser in the assist column. Quite frankly, all the stats indicate that he is the one at Newcastle to get, even though Joe Willock is very, very streaky. The stats indicate that um, Fraser is actually the better player, priced at 5.3. I'm not sure I'm going to punt on him though. Keep in mind, uh, specifically, Newcastle have a double game week in game week 28 and a double game week in game week 29. So Ryan Fraser, 5.3 might be the one. Fabian Shaw, if you're going to try defense, 4.3, also an attacking player, um, especially in defense. He got the assist um, for Joe Willock and it was quite interesting to see. At one point, I even thought it was Chris Wood, who I will get to in a quick second. I thought it was Chris Wood who was laying off the assist, but it turned out to be Fabian Shaw as a defender, laying in a perfect pass for Joe Willock to slot away and end the game. All right, um, and obviously Fabian Shaw is 4.3. Quick thing to also add before I move on from Newcastle. Dubravka, 4.4 is the goalkeeper. I think he's been performing admirably well. Newcastle have improved their defense significantly. Did not have a clean sheet for a long time in the season and all of a sudden are starting to string in um, the occasional um, clean sheet. They've now had three clean sheets in the last five games. So that is very impressive from Newcastle, three clean sheets in five, starting to improve. If you want to test out Newcastle, you're not sure of Joe Willock, you're not sure of Ryan Fraser, or even Chris Wood, who I'm going to get to, as I promised, then maybe you want to try the defense, Fabian Shaw and Martin Dubravka. Finally, before I move on from Newcastle, Chris Wood. I was discussing in a group chat with a friend of mine, talking about how Chris Wood could score seven goals before the end of the season. He's now got 10 games to prove me right, and I hope he certainly does. I think Chris Wood is performing quite well, could have had a goal in the Brentford game, just seemed to be unlucky, and I think his first goal is coming shortly. They do have four games in the next two game weeks, Hopefully, Chris Wood proves me right, but I'm not going to buy him in that case. Crystal Palace won, Burnley won. The goals from Schlupp and, of course, an own goal over from Milivojevic. Unfortunately, because Crystal Palace could easily have held on to win that game. They were the better team and Burnley looked pretty poor, in my opinion. Manchester United nil, Watford nil. This game pissed me the hell off. Points FC could easily have gotten a hat-trick of points in this game. Could have had two goals and an assist if any of them could just find their finishing boots. And for whatever reason, Manchester United, performing quite well, just could not finish off their chances. It allowed Foster to gather three saves and three bonus points. And of course, that was 10 points wasted on my bench. Ben Foster, 4.1. They play Arsenal and Wolves in a double game week this coming game week 28. After that, they play Southampton in game week 29 and have a blank in game week 30. Brighton nil, Newcastle, sorry, Brighton nil, Aston Villa too, not Newcastle, pardon me there. Um, Aston Villa with the goals from Watkins and Matty Cash, the assist from Jerome Mings. And of course, that was a wonderful game. 
Coutinho could easily have scored it. So many players could have scored in that one. But it was Mings, Cash with three bonus points. And of course, Konza with another bonus point to add. So Aston Villa looking quite good. They play in a double game week, Southampton and Leeds uh, away. And that could be an interesting one. They do not blank in game week 30. They play Arsenal and of course, West Ham in game week 29. No blanks for Aston Villa till the end of the season. In addition, they have another double game week against Burnley to be scheduled later. So if you're considering bringing Aston Villa players, such as, for example, Ramsey or Coutinho, maybe this is a good place to be. I even think as an alternative, you might want to captain Coutinho. I think he's just very, very good in this system. Watkins, of course, being very streaky, has started scoring. Everton nil. Manchester City won. I think this game was a travesty. Keep in mind, I did have two Manchester City defenders in this game. I think Everton should have had a penalty and unfortunately were denied by some atrocious refereeing in that game. The goal was scored by Phil Foden, of course, with an error from Michael Keane. So no assists in that one. But I think Everton were denied a clear penalty. Bonus points went to Cancelo, Stones and Laporte and Diaz tied. Last thing I want to mention, Diaz is injured, ladies and gentlemen. Price to 6.3. Diaz is out with a hamstring injury expected back currently at April the 10th. That is all the way after about three games for Manchester City. Keep in mind, they play Manchester United next in a Manchester derby. Expected to be hot and fiery. But after that, they play Crystal Palace and a blank in game week 30. So Diaz is injured. And of course, Manchester City cannot afford to lose any games or draw any games because Liverpool is hot on their tail. West Ham won, Wolves nil. The goal from Suchek on his birthday. Happy birthday to Suchek. And of course, the assist from Mikhail Antonio. Quick thing to mention here. Jared Bowen has now not scored in two games back-to-back, of course. It's understandable. Bowen is not a superhero. He is not Mo Salah. And so I don't know why we all expect him to continue to perform at such levels. Um, Burnley nil. Leicester two. Goals from Jimmy Vardy and Madison, who came off the bench both together to combine for the first goal. And then, of course, Vardy to seal it off with an assist from Harvey Barnes. So that was a goal and an assist for Jamie Vardy. The other assist going to um, Barnes and, of course, Madison scoring the final goal. And that was how Burnley were unable across a double game week to score at all. Oh, actually, my bad. They actually, actually, that is actually correct. Burnley did not score at all. They were gifted an own goal by Milivojevic across two games. So Burnley did not themselves put, put the ball in the back of the net. I had Corney and I have gotten rid for that reason specifically. I do not trust Burnley, especially now that they're playing Chelsea. I think Chelsea is one of the meanest defenses in the league and I do not expect much coming from Burnley. Quick thing we want to look at here in terms of defenses from worst to best, I guess we'll go top five. In the last four games, Norwich are considered the worst defense in the Premier League currently, statistically speaking, followed by Leeds and surprise, surprise, Tottenham. Tottenham was third in this one. Everton fourth and Wolves fifth statistically. However, Wolves have have considerably outperformed what they statistically should have conceded. So Wolves are in the bottom five over the last four. But quite frankly, their goalkeeper, Jose Sarr, has outperformed what they should have done on their behalf. And so that is part of why Wolves are keeping a bunch of, um, are keeping down the goals that they're conceding. Uh, from an actual perspective, in terms of goals that they've actually conceded, the worst, Leeds, Norwich, Brighton, Everton, and Watford. So that is how Wolves look much better, despite conceding ch- chances after chances and goals they should have conceded. But of course, Jose size is a monster back there. But Leeds, on the other hand, unfortunately, have conceded 17 goals over the last four games. 
when they really only should have considered about 12. Norwich, on the other hand, should have considered 12 as well, only considering 10. Brighton should have considered only four, considered seven. Everton should have considered seven, considering six. Watford should have considered six and considered six. Brentford, six and considered six. On the flip side, we look at the attacking intent from teams this last four games. And I'm not surprised to tell you, Liverpool, by far and away, one of the best teams in the league. It's not even close uh, compared to everybody else currently over the last four games. And quite frankly, I wasn't surprised by this. Well, let me not say it's not close. So Liverpool and Manchester City are close together. Everyone else is a distant nine goals. So what it's looking like from my perspective, Liverpool should have conceded, should have scored about 12 goals. They in fact scored 12. Manchester City should have scored 12 as well, scored nine. Southampton should have scored 10, scored eight. And that is the distance between Liverpool, City and Southampton, which are the top three. And the next best, Manchester United, can just seem to find their scoring boots, should have scored 6.7 over the last four, scored seven. This is from 17 big chances, by the way. Just for context, big chances is also helping you statistically to understand how much people are shooting. And so Manchester United had 17 big chances over the last four games, scored only seven. So if that doesn't tell you anything, then then you understand. Liverpool, on the other hand, creating a lot of chances. They created 22 big chances in the last four games and scored 12. So even though they should have scored 12 and they scored 12, they created a chance for 22 other opportunities. And so really, in my mind, out of 22 possible goals, they scored only 12. So you can imagine if Liverpool by far and away are creating this many chances and only scoring a little, imagine what they continue to do going forward. Manchester United is next in the next four that should have created about 17 goals, scoring only seven. So really, United cannot seem to find their shooting boots. Just unfortunate, but it is what it is. And uh, we move on. All right, um, so final thing we're going to look at before we get into captaincy, conference quotes. Starting with Brentford, Thomas Frank says, Brentford have a fully fit squad available for their match against Norwich tomorrow. Ole Epsom T is just a silver who is banned for three games for a red card. Aston Villa, Stevie G says, Currently, Chukwemeka will miss the Southampton game, but has an outside chance of being involved against Leeds. Bertrand Traore returned to full training yesterday and will be a late decision to be made on him joining the team. Spurs, Antonio Conte confirmed Rodrigo Bentanka and Lucas Moura are out, but Oliver Skip and Jaffa Tanganga remain out. Oh, my bad. Bentanka and Lucas Moura are available again, my bad, but Skip and Tanganga are, remain out. Moving on to Manchester City. Nathan Ake and Rubert Diaz are not available for Sunday. Leicester, Brendan Rodgers says, James Madison and Ricardo Pereira doubt for the game against Leeds with a lower back injury and a hamstring strain, respectively. Madison will be available next week if he does miss out. So that is Madison gone. Manchester United side, Rangnick on Edivson Cavani says, he is back in training since yesterday. Today was his second training session with the team. It looks good. I think he will be part of the group. For Sunday, this is, of course, against Manchester City. Everton side, Dominic Carver-Leuven, I'm hopeful. He's going to train with us tomorrow. Hopefully, he integrates with the squad tomorrow, and then we'll see how he is for Monday. So that's Everton. Liverpool side, Jurgen Klopp says, we have players who are not available. Pretty sure that nobody will tell me differently because yesterday he didn't train. Thiago will not be available. Joel Matip is ill, no COVID, but he will not be available. Watford side, Kiko Femenya is back in contention for the game against Arsenal on Sunday after recovering from a knock. Nicolas Nkulu is nearing a return from 
to full training after a hamstring injury. Wolfside, Bruno La confirms Nelson Semedo will be out for at least one month, but Wolves have no other injury or illness concerns heading into the Crystal Palace game. Chelsea side, Aspi Likasar, this is obviously Thomas Tuchel speaking. Aspi was not in training yesterday, so this won't, this will be a bit too close, unfortunately, for him. Rich James was training yesterday so far, no problems, no reaction after his two matches. So I'm fingers crossed. I brought in James. I'm hoping he'll be able to play across both. Ooh, I should have gotten or gone for Rudiger. But anyways, uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> Patrick Vera says Joe Ward will still be unavailable this weekend as he's yet to train with the team. Newcastle. Eddie Howe reveals that Alan St. Maximan has still hasn't trained fully yet, but may do today and a late call will be made. Matt Ritchie, Kieran Trippier, and Callum Wilson will remain out, but Ritchie will return to training next week. Norwich and the final team in... Oh, never mind. We still got a couple more. Norwich. Dean Smith says, Adam Ida and Andrew Mabamide are the only two players out. Ozan Kabak, Max Ahrens, and Brandon Williams are all returning to training. Brighton. Graham Potter expects Adam Lalana to train while... Jeremy Semiento is in contention. Adam Webster may not return until after the international break. Enoch Mwepo has been back in training, but Saturday may come too soon. Burnley. Um, Sean Dice says, Ben Mee is going to be touch and go, I think. To whether he makes it, and obviously the risk reward of that scenario, it's more of a knock, which is favorable rather than the twist. It's whether it can settle down in time. Lead side. New manager, Jesse Marsh. Patrick Bamford was in training today. Calvin Phillips and Liam Cooper are both making progress. They won't be ready for the weekend, but they are on the pitch and working every day. The final one on Southampton, Ralph Hasenhutl. Kyle Walker-Peters had a little problem with his hamstring. There's also That's also the reason why we subbed him. We have also problems with Salisu and El Yunusi. El Yunusi with his heel and Salisu with his hamstring. So with that is your injury report, especially in the conferences. All right, let's get back into it. Captain C picks. I think Rudiger is probably the one to go for this week if you're going to go double game with players. I think Rudiger is the one, guarantee of starts. Um, and of course, the minutes, Chelsea have a very mean defense. Um, I didn't touch much on the defenses that are really, really strong. But in terms of defenses that have played really well over the last four, it is Liverpool, Newcastle, Arsenal, and Chelsea, and then Manchester City in terms of expected goals to be conceded. So top five, Chelsea is currently number four over the last four games. That's part of why I think Rudiger is going to play. Um, I get a bunch of points because... I think Chelsea's defense is just the most stable and the one most likely to get you points. I think they're back to their best defensively. But if you're not going to go defense, especially with Chelsea, you can obviously test it out with Havertz or Mount. I personally cannot recommend you do that at all. So I think you go defense. If you're not going to captain James, I think Rudiger is the one or Thiago Silva if you want to go that route. I think Chelsea defense is my captaincy pick here, especially against Burnley and Norwich. But if you're not going to go double game week, especially not at Chelsea, I do not personally think you should captain any double game players from any other teams. Personally, I think you should have them, but captaining them is a risk. As we've seen against Burnley, despite them being two games or teams being having two games, if they're not good enough that you would captain them in one game, I don't know. I don't think I can trust teams like Southampton, Leeds, especially with their new manager. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, Coutinho over at... Aston Villa. I don't know that I can trust any of those teams with my captaincy at this point. Remember, we're getting to the end game of the season. I think you just stick with known quantities, the Liverpools, you know, maybe at a stretch Tottenham, but really if Chelsea is there, you just captain Chelsea defenders and you move on, I think. Just keep it simple. Get your clean sheets and move on. But if not, I think we've also forgotten about Salah. Salah, by far and away, 
the best player this season. This man has 19 goals, 11 assists with 10 games to go. I don't know why people are sleeping on Salah and recommending captain in other places. That's fine. It's fair. But I think Salah is probably the one. I do understand West Ham is a better team. I understand West Ham is not fighting for top four. I understand West Ham is fighting for European contention. But that does not change. The fact that Salah, for example, has scored a hat-trick against a team like Manchester United. Um, and I understand. Someone might say, well, that was Manchester United when they were crumbling. Fair enough. Fair point. But you cannot tell me that West Ham is going to pose more of a challenge, especially with Liverpool at home, compared to United when they were at home. But again, that's just my opinion. Um, of course, after that, you've got, so I've already talked about Chelsea defenders. I've talked about Kane against Everton. I've talked about Salah against West Ham. But of course, if you want to go punts and you're a maverick, you want to go against the double game week teams. You've got Coutinho, especially because he plays Southampton and Leeds. Leeds being the worst defense currently. But keep in mind, they have a new manager. So it's going to change. If Bielsa was still there, then maybe definitely we go for that. But Southampton are one of the better defenses too, especially recently. Um, they're in the top half for teams that are improved significantly, especially defensively. So they're in the top half. Then you look at Shea Adams playing Aston Villa and Newcastle. Newcastle currently the second best defense over the last four. Again, not really sure I can trust a captain against Newcastle that are currently very stingy defensively. Aston Villa maybe they're in the second half of the teams um, going forward, but still they're not that bad defensively that I'm going to captain Ishe Adams against them both. He could score, of course, that's not in doubt, but I don't know I can give them double, um, double the points over two games. Rafinha, of course, is the other one. They play Leicester and Aston Villa. Leicester have been atrocious, understandably, in the bottom half for defenses, but still Aston Villa is one of the better teams and keep in mind, Leeds are not that much better than Leicester or Aston Villa. So for that reason, I cannot personally captain them. But of course, you're welcome to try your luck. Rafinha is the best one in the team and they have a new manager. Maybe new manager bounce comes for you. But I am going to go the opposite route and captain known quantities. Chelsea defenders, Kane and Mo Salah are my recommendations for this game week. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you a green arrow and I'll catch you again over the next episode. Goodbye.